I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode once again brought to you by our friends at Giant Bicycles, giantbicycles.com. Giant makes bikes and gear for all riders of every stage of one cycling journey, from toddlers to world champions. Any rider and every member of the family can enjoy the ride. And you know what? They ensure bike purchases online are built and fit by knowledgeable specialists in your local bike shop. That is not blowing smoke up your ass. My very own bike that I ride was built and designed and dialed in by my friends at the Bike Hub. Here locally, a giant dealer in Spokane, Washington. Trust me giantbicycles.com way to go also i have to mention our friends at fit for hope if you haven't been to fitforhope.com you aren't competing for a cause jake and the gang over at fit for hope are doing some amazing stuff and they're good people and it and it talk about in this very episode i talk about motivation to train and if i don't get my ass over there and understand that they are there to give me that motivation. And it's not personal motivation. It's motivation for somebody else. Thanks to Fit for Hope for being a part of this podcast. And finally, Scratch Labs. Scratch! Great food, great fuel, great recipes, great everything you could possibly need to get you through to the finish line. Thanks for Scratch Labs. Scratchlabs.com. Let's do a podcast, shall we? We shall. I'll say that consistency is the key to success, and so I guess um, two means consistent. So uh, here we are, week two, in what should be a completed studio, but we're not even close. I'm still in my wife's home office, 
and uh, I'm still struggling. I, I haven't got shit done, and I admit that. I apologize. Anyway, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast with our new uh, consistency rule. I'm Pat Bulger in the studio, and with me is now becoming rarely consistent the man that actually knows more than a lot of the other guests I've had on, uh, well, at least in studio, Paul Maines back with me. How are you, man? Uh, pretty good, but I wish I was as consistent on my writing as I am coming to you sitting um, and drinking beer at your place. I'm calling bullshit right out of the beginning of the show because you, we were just talking before we went on the air, and you've already done the state championships course. Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did it once and that was a whole nother story. Uh, before do I go, you keep bringing also delicious reasons for me to not train anymore. Tell me again what this is we're drinking tonight. Because Paul is the Belgian beer pro. Well, it, it, I, I wouldn't consider myself a pro, but I, I do. I guess drinking it, I'm a pro. I'm not very educated yeah. on it. But this is a Trappist Rochford uh, number 10. It's high octane. We're going to be sipping this one through the show because it's, uh, it's over 11%. But it's a very... You know, yeasty, malty, you know, nice, like, should be an after-dinner type thing. It's, so It's a gorgeous or, color. Or a podcast thing. Yeah. yeah it's, there. it's a gorgeous color. I wish you could all see it, but I keep forgetting I don't do enough video. Um, so a lot of stuff has actually happened throughout the past week. We are fully involved in two, you know, kind of the heyday, I guess we could say, of, of, of cycling and that we've got at least two races to pay attention to in the road scene. Um, all kinds of stuff happening there. The weather's getting nice finally, getting out and training, although I, that'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. But I, I do want to put you on the spot right out of the gate here, man, because um, I, I, and I hope it's okay that I mention it. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not outing you in any other way than, than saying that um, – you, Mr. Non-Off-Road, taught a gravel racing clinic. Well, I wasn't really a clinic. There's a teammate of mine that, that asked <laughs> if I could, if I could, uh, you know, show him what I, on the gravel, but I was raised on the gravel. In fact, most people don't know you have a YouTube channel, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And and one of them was, you made a hilarious, you, you uh, did a GoPro of us going down one of the sections of the old time races that we had in Spokane when gravel was not even heard of. Um, yeah. Like in the 80s and in the 90s, we had a race there. So, um, then yeah, you pointed and, out your old house. Yeah, ah, yeah that's where I grew up. Yeah, you yeah, can see yeah. the gravel road. That's yeah. all I have. And I still I still have a scar on my left knee. When I was eight years old. I crashed on my bike, and there's still gravel in there from what's, that road. So. What's on your lower calf? Oh, that that's that's a gardening accident. Oh, okay. Like I was going to say, it looks like a disc brake, one of those <laughs> disc brake wounds. God dang it, I should have used it. These things should be outlawed. <laughs> Get them out of the belt. They, they cut my calf in half. <laughs> um, but... I, you know, okay, did, did, when you went out there, even though you're not going to claim it was a, t- a tech, uh, a clinic of any type, but, uh, what, what did you get, do with them? I mean, did you, t- how many guys were out there and what did you take out? It, three guys answered to my email or, or there's one guy that, uh, that I've known. He's a retired Air Force guy, um, Terry. He, and a short little snippet on him, I'll give him some kudos because he, uh, did a 10 hour bike race here in Spokane. And on his last lap, he crashed and shattered his hip. It's been one year. He actually returned oh. to that course and finished it. it I mean, my wife was actually the ER nurse at the time. Um, and I have clearance to say that because Terry said I could say that. Okay. Because, you know, you, 
that's a no-no in the medical business. But she said, I've never seen anything like that. It was in pieces. The guy was in a wheelchair for a long time. But Jesus. anyway, he's back into it. He he loves gravel, Grand Fondos and stuff. And he says, hey, can you school me on this? And I'm like, what do I know? But I have to say, that video you shot, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go deep in the weeds. Are you ready? Do it. Okay. Now, <laughs> now this... I have a friend of mine that I met through cycling, and we're talking about bird hunting. I mean, I, I grew up oh, you're going really <laughs> yeah, deep. deep in the weeds, and he wanted to do this bird hunting. And so I talked to him, I told him all these stories about growing up. That's what my family did. And uh, so then we went out, and I'm dropping the birds, and he's missing all the time. And he goes, how much lead are you giving him? I mean, how are you doing that? And I started thinking about it. And the next couple of birds that go by, I can't even hit a broadside of the barn. So oh, when Terry yeah. asked me, can you show me how to ride? Oh, crap. Is that going to happen again? Am I going to start like, <laughs> I'm I don't know. So actually, I looked at that video that you had posted on your on your YouTube channel. And I, and I just noticed that I was constantly changing lines. I mean, I just kind of did it naturally, probably because yeah. I grew up. So that was it. I just told him, all, all I do, you know, I couldn't probably a solid gravel ride would exhaust the hell out of me because I, I'm, I don't realize how much I'm concentrating and finding that line at 25, 26, 27 miles an hour. So. Do you think that that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about some of the events I've done. Now, when you and I rode that course a couple of weeks ago, we hit a, a first section of gravel. And by the way, the, the reason I kind of want to hint and talk about this a little bit is we've got in the next couple shows, I'm starting to book in advance and we've got some people who are going to be fairly, knowledgeable in this i don't want to call it new style of riding but it's definitely the popular thing right now you know it's it's i think gravel's gonna have some sort of a birth like mountain biking did in the 90s um but um when we hit that section uh when you and i rode that section of course the first section of gravel is pretty substantial it's pretty large rocks Mm -hmm. that, that make up that gravel and um I was blown away at how fast we went into it, and I and I agree with what you said afterwards. You've really got to be able to pick your line because if if you're just trying to ride with the pack in sections like that, and I you know I guess the guys in Perry Roubaix probably do the same thing, where you really have to be in front and looking at where you're going because we hit some sections and I got bounced all over the place. And next thing I knew, you were 50 yards up the road. Yeah, and I think that's it. Uh, it I shudder to think that. It's equivalent to riding on the cobbles, but I think the same principle is, for me, the success, when I have had any success in any gravel sections, is that I have clear, you know, view of what's in front of me, and, and there's no drafting. It's just laying down the power and, and picking your line, and uh, if there is people in front of me, if I see the back end kick out, I'm, not, I'm going a different direction, you know, that type of thing, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've in some of the events I've done, and you were talking about, you know, the again before we came on the air, we were talking about the difference between that race pace versus that endurance pace, and I think a lot of, you know, I you know I haven't seen Dirty Kanza, I haven't seen um, the Waffle Ride uh, and stuff like that, which I'm sure those guys are flying over those sections. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing the um, same speed I would. But I, I will say on my endurance pace that I did on some gravel sections, you're still doing the same thing. You're still going all over the road and you're you know especially when you get into uh washboard and chatter bumps and stuff like that for on gravel roads where you've got cars who are driving on it that is some of the worst feeling stuff in the entire planet 
um, yeah, even on a hundred mile ride, you're you're weaving all over the road. So it's it's a technique that's definitely something there. And I'm wondering if, you know, if this is something I'm missing out on. You know, if it, you know, and this is where I can't wait to get some people who are really expert in this form. I don't want to become a gravel riding podcast. It's a cycling podcast. It's covering all the elements, but I think there's something to some techniques that need to be learned here. Yeah, and I think so too. I think uh, I might have been a little bit of a poo-poo on the whole gravel scene early on. <laughs> uh, I used to work for a frame builder, um, building frames and stuff. And right after we did a show down in inter, uh, Interbike, um, that was like an 05, is like two or three years later, all of a sudden the industry came up with gravel bikes. What the hell is this? This is yeah. a stupid, I, you know, there are people around here, we have gravel roads all over the place around here. And um, there was a group of guys that would just hit these gravel roads on the cross bikes. I'm thinking that's that's all it is. But yeah. it has. It's morphed into something a little bit more now. And then I think you have gravel adventure. You have gravel, you know, people are racing, uh, gravel, you know, that type of thing. It is a different creature. And I, I welcome any type of bicycle racing, you know, even though I'm not into it. But. I, I, do, I think I probably asked you this on another show. Our state championships happening here in June is this course and and I think you said of the loop a third of it is gravel. Mm -hmm. Does gravel have a place in road racing? I think just like any anything like maybe cobblestone. Some we don't have cobblestone here, yeah. but it is a unique type of. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a person who would only do gravel type races. To me, that that's not it. I, there's other part of facets, but it certainly adds. Yeah, a, a different dynamic to road racing, which could be boring after a while. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, especially gravel. Gravel is unique to the point, like even that course has been going on since 2010, I believe. And here we are in the ninth year. Um, every year it's actually rid differently. It's, it's, it, for me, it rides differently. And it depends on when we have it. If there's a rain, it, when do they pour gravel? There's track. In fact, uh, Saturday's ride, we did a recon or clinic, as you called it. Yeah. Um, the, it uh, there was farm equipment all over. There's tractor tire. I mean, you could see where, you know, you were getting the washboard yeah. and stuff. So that's the unique part about gravel. But if I had, you know, 70 miles to 120 miles of that, I, I think I'd go insane. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, do you think it um, takes something away from something like a state road it's not state. It's like our we're a regional championship. Does it take something away from that? Do you? I mean, I, I'm sure there are grumblings from other areas of people saying, "Fuck that, man! It's, it's a road race. It's not a gravel race." You know. And I'm I've sure heard we're some hearing those people. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some grumblings, uh, you know, through the pipeline and stuff about people not liking it being on gravel, it being a state championship. But you know what? I don't. I don't want a hilly road race. I mean, there's you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, same thing, you know, everybody has a complaint, but you know, you look at the world championships, not that this is anything compared to it, but to have a different dynamic every year would only enhance, in my opinion, it only makes it a little more interesting and get more people involved. It's like, man, this is not my year. I'm going to do the state championships, but yeah, yeah, I'll take that shit on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I always turn it into a little bit of a pissing match in, in the sense that nobody else 
was really putting on a race at that time. And I mean, road cycling is, we all know that road cycling is in the shithouse right now, especially domestically in terms of getting races, getting them consistent, getting people to come to them. I mean, I hear from a lot of people who are, who are trying to put on races and you look at their pre-registration numbers and they're way down. Um, you know, I'm sure there are people from the other side of the state who are complaining about, Oh, I'm not going to Spokane to ride a gravel race for States. Well, then why aren't you guys putting on a race to offset for it? Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I, I, that I mean, offering might have been there. They, maybe this is, you know, the, the controlling body of that, you know, the WSBA, Washington State Bicycle Association. Maybe they just said, hey, this is a groin. Maybe this is their way of promoting or getting other people into road cycling that maybe just try gravel and it's like, wow, they got gravel and, yeah. you know, that there's a potential there, I think, to, to expand. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. ask. Is, I mean, what, can gravel riding save road racing? Yeah, I think... I don't mean to sound all romantic and over the top, but... Well, I think that what's going to save road riding is, is, is if we can just taper down the egos. It doesn't yeah. matter if there's gravel involved or it's all paved and perfect. I think that's... And, and things ebb and flow. I mean, in, in every aspect. I mean, you look at mountain bike. Everybody's like, "Wow, road's dead." This is in the yeah. in the nineties, you know. And then all of a sudden, that's kind of it's coming back. You know, then mountain biking is coming back. Um, so, you know, it, it hit its bottom. Same with triathlons. Remember every that surge. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> I think uh, every once in a while, it, it, everything goes in a cycle. Oh. Yeah, 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 and and I think that you do. Horrible. I think we need to take that period to re- when things drop down. We need to take a perspective, like even road cycling. Let's let's take a look. Maybe people are getting a little bit. Why are they distracted? Why are they finding other things to do? You know, I think we're also running into that situation that we talk about on the show a lot. Is the the perspective of being able to put on a race not in an immediate city area you can take these roads that are way out in the middle of nowhere and the chances are most of the equipment you're going to see on uh, the cars you're going to see on especially gravel roads or farm equipment or an occasional truck that rolls coal on you but um you're you're gonna it's it's easier to put on a race in those rural areas than it is a crit downtown where you got all the permits you've got all the people who are going to complain and that's where a lot of these road events are suffering because you just don't you can't get the races anymore yeah, the cost is a huge thing, and and I think that if you're committed to racing your bike, that just may be our future. Is it? Unfortunately, uh, the downtown, like a downtown criterium, you know, you, the twilight thing seems to work because you're setting down businesses during the middle of the day. So, yeah. I think there there seems to be more of a growth, but there's also like the Tulsa, that what's that crit series? Anyway, um, all those. We could take a page from all of those. Yeah, so. yeah. And those, what are the single-speed ones? The kind Oh, yeah, yeah. The Red Hook. Red Hook ones, yeah. yeah. And, and that's actually had some financial problems. It's actually, yeah. It? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are, I'd love to, I'd, I'd, I would never want to race one of those, but I'd love to at least watch them because it just seems like a bloodbath. But yeah, and, and it draws a crowd for no, that reason. Shit, yeah. That's, that's you know, gladiator. Yeah, things, exactly. Yeah. You know, speaking of training, I I want to uh, I want to confess something. I I've hit a stalling point in my season's preparation and I I'm not going to blame you, but it happened 2 weeks ago on a Saturday when we went out and did that course. Um I just came home and my brain was just toast and I just went, "Holy shit." You know, I've been I I'm not going to lie. I I I have been training this year more than I have in the past. 
and I've been getting some good results. I did the whole Sufferfest thing and I, I saw those numbers increase and I was getting really happy with myself and I went out on some rides and I'm able to hang with people. And then we did that ride and I went, I can't race this fucking race. This is, I, I will get my ass handed to me on a silver platter and it will, and I just got demoralized. And so ever since that ride, and that was a little over a week ago. Now this week, last week didn't help because I wasn't able to train because of all kinds of stuff going on with work and I had to announce a, a marathon and stuff like that. Um, and what was Sunday? Sunday was Mother's Day. Yeah, so that's... that's you don't Mother's train Day. on Mother's Day. <laughs> I did because my did wife you? was working. Oh, son of a bitch. I, uh, yeah, I, I had three mothers I had to visit. I have my mom, my stepmom, and then I had to take care of my wife. So that that's it. That's yeah, the yeah, day. Yeah, that's a day. Yeah, so there's no bikes on that day, you know, no, if you want to live. And so I don't... I, I don't I'm having a tough time kicking in again, getting something to to motivate and, and make it all happen again. And I gotta say that switch from the training programs of indoor to now outdoor and how do I structure it and keep it going. I don't know, help me out. Well, I, I think <laughs> I, you know, for me at least, I think that there is a big huge mental uh huge mental portion of, of cycling to get that spirit up and especially you doing it as long as you and I have you yeah. know but um I think that uh, you know I, I can't remember if I shared it on your show or not but I, I last year I did Swift and and then this year I'm sitting there and it was uh, a December day that I could go out and ride and I'm looking it's kind of iffy and I thought ah I just I'll just grab like an hour or so and just hit Swift and yeah then all of a sudden I'm I'm thinking I hopped on there and then, you know, the dogs are barking, the phone rings and I'm texting people. And then it's like, this is not training. Yeah. And then there's no reason for me. And then, you know, I don't encourage this by any means, but for me it was, listen, what got me going, usually it's those those days where you go out there and you're thinking, ah, it's only 37 degrees. I, I can ride. And then <laughs> you come home and we've been on a ride together too. And then it just turns into freezing rain or snow and you're yeah. coming home. And you're just like, this is miserable. You're cold. You're shivering and stuff. But that, to me, that's that mental thing that I got. It's like nobody else was out there. We didn't see anybody else out there. I got a foot up. And that's what it's about. Yeah. And bike racing is all yeah. about getting that foot up. So. And you got to keep that competitive element going. And maybe that's where I'm running into. I don't have any thing that I'm really striving to, to do competitively. I had a coach back in the day. Well, I was my rowing coach, but I remember the weather would be just absolutely horrible when we'd be out on the water. And he'd look at he'd look at us and go, gentlemen, let's get one up on them sons of bitches. And it reminds me of what you just said. It's like, okay, I'll go out and suffer when they're not and all this kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. I'm well, I, I don't know about you. Everybody finds their own motivation. Mine is bike racing. There, there's times where I'm balking. Like even... I haven't. I said I'm going down to Ben. I'm gonna do Cascade, but it's one of these things. I'm like, God. After this weekend, it was even though I rode, I felt like crap. The second day, I was within ten, fifteen miles. I felt like I was bonking. It was it was a bad. You just have those bad days, you know. It's like oh, I can't. I can't spend five hundred dollars next. You know, on a couple of weekends. Yeah. And get you know. Yeah, probably won't even finish. You know, the, but that's how you learn. It's just take your beatings. But um, you know, for me. When I race, after I did like even the, the Thursday night, we have that training uh, training race. We have Twilight Series. Yeah, um, I missed the first one because I had a senior moment. Uh, <laughs> forgot my gear, and uh, and then uh, but 
I raced it and, and you know, I, I didn't feel strong, but I was hanging in there and, you know, answered a couple of things, you know, and, and took a couple of hard pulls and I thought, God, this is why I do it. it, it even that to me was, that gave me the charge to like, go forward. This is good. But I was right at that. Oh, I don't feel like it. Oh, the weather, it's really windy. You know, you, that little, yeah. that little man in your head's like, I can't do this, you know. You know, and, and some of the things that are these are these are the demons that are popping up in my mind. You know, it's just quit, just fuck it, drink beer. Um, things that <laughs> that's not a bad choice. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, for example, we did that Thursday night race. Well, I did the Thursday night race when you had a, your senior moment, mm-hmm. and um, I was barely hanging on. We for our races, for those of you who are listening, we have categorized into A, B, and C and D packs. You know, they're different races based upon. You know, usually if you're in the A pack, you're probably a cat three or higher, you know, and anyway, but, um, I, I just held on in that A pack and I was thinking to myself, we caught a good chunk of the B pack riders. That's some speed. I should race B's (laughs) and do really well. (laughs) That would motivate the shit out of me. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't work that way. Because it's like it, the king of the dipshits. But w- what if all of a sudden? No offense, B riders, you're not dipshits. But <laughs> too late. Yeah. It's out. It's out there. I don't edit. That, yeah. Um, but it, it's one of those things where if you don't, what if all of a sudden, like you're, you're thinking this is going so slow. This is I've been in that trap. But it's going won. so slow. But it, I won. See, in your mind, you you've won. You haven't done that race. Then oh. all of a sudden, you got somebody cuts you off and stuff. And all of a sudden, yeah. the next thing you know, somebody leaves a gap. And you're chasing, and you burn all your matches, bridging up to where you should be because some knucklehead cut you off or something. And the next thing you know, it's like, I got 10th place in the B. In the B. I really suck. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> that's a gamble I'm willing to take. To me, it's like in the A's, it's like, <laughs> hey, look, I always use my age. It's like, I've got at least six years on the next guy. <laughs> you know. And so, it, you know, you have to use whatever. To me, it's like if my competition is out there, and if I'm riding with these guys, they're going to knock – you know, yeah. knock my head around, and if I can stay with these, I know, especially in this small little area, you know, the people to watch. You watch these guys. If you, even if I hang with them, I'm happy. I'm thinking I'm on the right track. Okay. Yeah. But okay. You know what? And and this is something. Uh, this is the other demon. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a Wednesday night mountain bike race. I know you 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 think mountain bike racing is the demon within itself. Well, I used to. I, I don't. I like it. I like it. There is one thing that is really pissing me off about this. Is again, I you know I'm not saying I'm, you know, two percent body fat and totally ready to crush it. Um, but I'm not net overend out there or anything like that. Just for those of you who lost my reference, f- fuck you. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really frustrating to know that you're pretty fit and you can ride pretty fast and you get beaten by. Sorry, mountain bikers. I'm one of you too, but by the guys who you know who you are, you have the platform pedals. It looks like you're in tennis shoes. You've got the floppy kind of looks like a jersey you're wearing. It's And when I say jersey, I mean like a motocross jersey and the baggy brown shorts, and you beat me on in a fucking mountain bike race. And I'm... I'm honestly busting my ass. I know it's technique, and I know it's skill, and I know these guys can ride this stuff at half the effort I do, but I I want immediate benefits, and I just want somebody to teach me those techniques in my sleep. 
<laughs> is that it might be really you might be on the cusp of being lazy then i'm just saying it's, well uh, but i'm fit <laughs> so i'm not i put the time in the potential's just, there. Fucking they're you, downhillers, you have the man. Potential fucking pet. downhillers, and they, yeah. they're all they're, yeah. They do. They these have guys a lot can of... just ride away on this stuff. Last year, what pissed me off the most? There was a guy with a beer belly who beat me. I mean, a prominent gut. I could have sworn it was touching the top. I can't tube. help you there. That's that's pathetic. It, it is. <laughs> and that's what's making me so mad. Damn it. It was his top tube. No, I've been beaten in my early days of road yeah. cycling where the top tube from his belly is worn, the paint's actually worn out in the steel belt. That's when I almost quit. I couldn't so. see. It was ahead of me. <laughs> it's really frustrating, man. You know, and when you're seeing that and you're just going, what? Come and the worst on. is when, when they get to the end and they're feeding their faces and they've got like Cheetos and they're eating all this oh, yeah. nasty crap. And they no, burger, I don't think. Burger stains on their jerseys, yeah. you know, the drippy. <laughs> greasy. Yeah, I went to Wendy's before yeah. the race. Look, I'm still barping that dog. You got you to gotta smoke. <laughs> you know, the people you see at the start of a downhill with the cigarette in their helmet and they take yeah. it out and they throw it out right before they start the race. And then they just haul ass downhill and you're just going, Wow. Enjoy the outdoors. And speaking of which, I'm trying to lose weight because I found out that, you know, I guess I guess you're my muse, Paul, because here I find out the other day that I'm 50 pounds heavier than you are. I think we talked about this in the last show, but I'm trying to figure out how to lose weight, but not necessarily give anything up. (laughs) That 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 would be the golden question. Well, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got. Got to obviously spend more time on the bike and maybe do some longer shifts on the bike. I, I've got, I got one. You homebrew, yeah. That might be some of the reason. But I only drink one a night when I homebrew. Oh, okay. I still do. I don't. There's I, no no sampling or anything like that. Is no, not really. Right, right. I should probably yeah. my beard tastes better, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. My beer and wine consumption those are just empty calories, and those are those are terrible. But I'm thinking, okay, then I'll eat less bread instead, and still be able to. Am I a complete uh, hypocrite? No, no. Bread is bread is good. And I did read an article the other day that said I I'm I'm gonna share with the, all the listeners my stats, my numbers. I, I I read an article the other day that said I'm I'm right now at about. 15, 16% body fat. And um, to get from 15 to below 10 is not easy, this article I read. So, you know, basically the article was telling me not to bother, but <laughs> I got to say, I, I got to really say, say that. Just, listen, it. yeah. Just, <laughs> don't bother. In parentheses. Just keep You're up. in this zone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Or become one of those vain douchebags yeah. with a shaved chest. Just, uh, our suggestion to you is have a podcast about things that fit people. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. That's what they recommend. Right. Bing. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to figure. And, you know, I even I even read the article on intermittent fasting. And that's a whole topic within itself. I don't know if you know what that is. No. That's people who are who. It's not only, I mean, you can do it on a regular scale. Like, for example, you stop eating at 8 o'clock at night and don't eat until noon the next day. You go on a 16-hour fast every day. Um, But some people do it like a whole day, like a 24, like Wednesdays and Fridays, I don't eat a thing. That that could never work for cyclists. No, no. You know, I think that there's so many, like, gimmicky, I don't know, 
everybody's oh, yeah. metabolism is different and and that to me it's like just eating proper like for for breakfast i eat like oatmeal with with a scoop of peanut butter and a banana and most people are like, oh i can't make it to lunchtime i think i i mean i can i don't have a problem yeah so i i think that's just it, it's funny you bring that up because i i think like my metabolism as i get older i'm sure it is is you know completely different when i was 27 when i'd eat five pl- plates of spaghetti and i'm at you know four point seven percent body fat, so that's still probably a big part of my problem. I mean, Honestly. I've got a twenty. Well, well, just food. Oh yeah, you cook, so that's, yeah, that's not. I got a kid. I got a kid in the house who's twenty years old, and I swear he's he's a beanpole. The kid is super skinny, and he, I didn't realize he was standing in this room. He turned. He was sideways. He, turned he sideways. just turned around. Yeah. If he sticks his tongue out, he looks like a zipper. <laughs> that's right. He has to run around in the shower to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> he has to wear skis so he doesn't go down the drain. <laughs> he is a skinny kid. The kid yeah, would be is. a great bike racer if he. And it's a shame he's twenty years old and in college. And I made that comment when he rode with us. It's like, you should you should be drinking beer. What, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, he ends up looking like his old man. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> but he's in college, which you know supersedes. But I eat more than this kid. And I, I'll watch him, and he's he's the only person I've ever met in my entire life who could open up a conta- container of Ben and Jerry's and about a th- quarter of the way into it go, oh, I'm full. i got to put this away. Yeah, I, I bet you I can eat a, a he's pint my own. of Haagen-Dazs in, in the time that he yeah. can eat that quarter. He's my own yeah. kid, but I'm going to say it. What an asshole. <laughs> I mean, to do that, to just say I'm full on Ben and Jerry's, it's like... You're just being a dick, man. Come yeah. on, I'm I'm my my spoon is touching just, the cardboard at the bottom. You know, he's he's laying in bed, going, "I screwed Dad up so bad." No, it's, he's sitting there guilty. It's, oh my god, I'm a fat slob. It's the reverse, where it's like the dad usually screws up the kid, but yeah. he's screwing me up, something like that. Shit, but oh uh, well. Anyway, so I guess we should probably get to some of the oh, serious yeah, stuff that happened. Recycling podcast. Uh, well, yeah, that all dealt with cycling. Um, we got two big races happening on the on the TV right now. Um, first of all, we didn't really get too far into the Giro. We're uh, here. We are technically on stage three, and we're recording this um, on a Monday night. Um, and f- uh, I, I want to get everybody your, your thoughts on on in terms of what's happened with the Giro, what you think is going to happen with the Giro, even especially now that we got this kind of a teaser out of the out of the first three stages. Um, one of my questions is why wasn't that first stage TT classified as a prologue? Too long, there's, really. Distance. There's a limit, yeah. And so th- there was a uh, we had this discussion before we were talking about before the podcast came on. There was a uh, kid that raced for an Italian team, a development Japanese t- a development team that's on. Yeah, there, and he actually missed the time cutoff of. Uh... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, um, time. So he, he was like four minutes or something. And so he, really? he was below. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, they, I heard an interview of his, his director and he's like, yeah, the poor kid, he's so excited. He's grand tour, you know, and this is his way. Oh my he God. He felt the yeah. weight of, of, of the, you know, Japan was on him, you know, to yeah. perform and, and he didn't sleep and he didn't whatever. And he just had a really bad day. And so anyway, Oh shit. yeah. So that I think it, that first stage and that, that's what it was. The first stage kind of un- unveiled wrote Lake rope, wrote leech. Roglic? Roglic? Roglic. Thank you. Roglic. 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 Just spit. Roglic. I think, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Roglic. um, I wonder if he's he's a a bright star right now, how long he can keep it up. I mean, no no guy has ever won Romandy and the Giro in the same year. My question was, is he got the potential to go pink from from beginning to end? Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know. I don't know, the, I, and you know, if he does that, this is going to be an amazing story. There's so many times in cycling history where you, you know, you're sitting there thinking, "Oh, that's never been done before," and the next thing you know, we're watching it happen. I've looked at the to- overall contenders in the in the rosters, and it looks like Roglic, Nibali, Yates, or Dumoulin, unless there's some sort of a big surprise in there. And I'm sure somebody's going to email me and say I'm leaving somebody out. Yeah, yeah, but. Barring any gigantic disasters, that's what's going to happen. Well, you heard Yates; he's the number one guy. He said it himself. Did he? Yeah. yeah he made the comment that I am, I am the, the one that everybody's there. He made a comment, in fact, supposedly that everybody else shall, you know, are probably sh- will be shitting in their pants. And he I, said everybody's yeah. going to be shitting in their pants. That's. And I think that was directed towards Dumoulin. Really. Well, oh, uh, there you go. The there pets. you go. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't he but, shit in the Mayo Jaune? I mean, not Mayo. In, in the Pink in the Rosa. Jersey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was two years ago when he won. He was That's one of my favorite scenes. Of the, this is this is a stuff that happens only <laughs> not in the tour, but in the Giro. There's like, you know, mud. There's all kinds of things. The Giro is a more exciting grand of all the Grand Tours. For me, That's the this is the most exciting well, one. It's know, early in the season. And, we're kind of jumping around with what I was going to ask you, but that's good. I'm glad you got to that because I was going to ask what makes the Giro different than the Tour. I think the scene of the terrain, uh, I think there's uh, – it always seems to be because it's so early in the year for me, you don't know where anybody is. You know, Everybody has their favorites. It never seems to ever turn out to be the favorites. There's always a couple of goofy stages – I think it was 2010 or 11, like stage nine, they actually did uh, a section of Estrada Bianca and the White yeah. Sands. Oh, man, that was an epic. If anybody just YouTube that. There you are with gravel again. Oh, uh, yeah. So there yeah. was, and it creates some great, great drama. So, um, it, 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 Do you think there's any reason why the tour is held in such a higher regard? Yeah, I think that's the standard. Is it for because everybody. that's the Super Bowl kind yeah, of a thing? Yeah, yeah. God, I yeah. hate using that fucking analogy. But, yeah, but um, we're Americans, and that's what we yeah. have to do. Because I, I, I've never known what necessary. I mean, I guess I've known, but uh, what holds of the three Grand Tours? What makes one of them such a bigger deal? 
is it because everybody just plans on that that's got the all the glory and the honor or is it just the way it's marketed I think so and I think the history um you know even before you know the jury, anybody there's you could ask I could walk out on your street in your neighborhood just look out here have you heard of the Tour de France I bet you everybody's yeah. heard of but you say how about the Giro d'Italia nope they they wouldn't no or the Vuelta or yeah. whatever, you know they they would know and and every everybody thinks that's bike racing that bike racing is all about the tour and and I do have a complaint about Grand Tours because they're not quite as exciting for me like today's stage in the Giro they had a solo a a guy went off on the break and he's out there and when you're solo for and you're at the 140 kilometer mark by yourself. I mean, these guys are sitting there talking, which is fine. Yeah. Sharing recipes. A little piano. Yeah. 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 Pinching each other's little rear end. I saw that. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that doesn't make people get excited about cycling. It's too long of a stage. It's flat. It's going to come down to the last, you know, couple of kilometers. Yeah. I mean, five kilometers because it's a big crash and and a, a couple of guys went down. That It's an interesting, uh, from a, um, a fan point of view to switch from classics watching to grand tours or even even short stage races it's a completely different different style of bike racing and so it it makes it into this i uh, this is going to be me shooting myself in the foot but i i am so glad in some sections that i have the ability to fast forward now that i'm using flow bikes and nbc the gold app and things like that to be able to just kind of okay let's get to 50k left or let's get to you know and then if the commentators are saying something i'll go like well, wait what okay something happened and then i'll go back I, I don't know i guess i kind of like to skip through the book and read the last page first or something like that but some of these stages can really wear on you and i i guess i can understand why some people don't necessarily get excited about this style of racing yeah, and that's probably why it's not popular in the United States. And you understand that these guys, even even on the slow days, they're they're. I heard a statistic that uh, one stage in the Tour de France, the amount of energy these guys spend is like three marathons. And that's yeah. why they're constantly eating, and they still, the average rider loses ten pounds from the beginning to the end of the yeah. Tour de France. No matter these guys are coming in like three percent body fat. Yeah, they lose muscle yeah, mass they, too. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's insane. So. That does provide itself for a different type of racing, as opposed to like dismount and I are, are all gooey about uh, the classics. It is from from the gun, shit's happening. Yeah, it's a one time shot. Yeah, there's no tomorrow, and uh, you know you see like Tim DeClerc for for a quick step coming in, and and for a hundred k he's at the front just hammering down this tempo, and Nibali last year in. Uh, in the um, Flanders, said that was one of the toughest races he's ever done. He, he you know, that was wow. his first Flanders, and he just said it was just full gas. There was no break. It was just yeah. so. Uh, yeah, it's completely. You you nailed it. It's well, completely different. Looking at the Giro, fifty-eight, well, fifty-nine point eight k of time trials, forty categorized climbs, and six mountaintop finishes, including in there the Gavia Pass is back. Um, the stuff I, I was researching is saying look for probably pretty mellow. Well, not mellow, but you know nothing major fireworks wise until the stage nine time trial. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, and, and you're looking at those leaders. You're looking at the people involved. We looked at today. You and I were talking about today's stage in terms of the sprint. Um, we've got quite you know 
Caleb Ewan, Arnaud Demar, Viviani, Schwartzman coming through for Bora Hansgrove, showing that that isn't just a team about yeah. Peter Sagan, which I thought was nice to see. And Gaviria. So you've got you've almost got more excitement in the sprints in this tour than you've got in terms of overall. You know, with I I don't know. I does it is, are there any more than those four potential guys coming out who are going to take the overall? Yeah, and I, I, there's always a surprise. There's uh, Lopez from uh, Astana, Superman, Superman <laughs> Lopez, um, but. Uh, you know, they he won't be a surprise. He's going to do well. I, I really do believe the time trials at at sixty k. There's there's uh, quite a few, but a lot of them have a, some uphill and stuff that will throw a wrench yeah. into the Dumoulins and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. Of course, the last two weeks of the Giro is going to be way more exciting. I think, in my opinion, you know, looking at the parkour and everything, I think it's going to be better than the Tour. Um, and you know, we'll see, but for the average, the average guy who's, who wants to watch a bike race, if they said, Oh, I hear it, you know, what's this Giro d'Italia? I'm going to say, just wait for 5k to go and then you can watch it. That's stuff starting to happen, you know? Um, and, and there's, there's been a push. Have you heard about the Rafa? Gosh, what is it called? I can't remember. If it's Rafa, I'm sure it's expensive. Well, no, they did a study about what would in uh, interest, site. Uh, you know, what why is road cycling kind of what can it do to better itself? Okay, and one is not overlapping like the uh, Torino and Dredico and Perinese together. Uh, the overlapping races. There's too many races, which I disagree on. Um, there yeah. is shortening the stages. The stages are too long. There's a lot of. Now with radios, it's kind of dumbed things up a little bit. Um, so, you know, there's probably some bits of truth. I guess I can see what they're saying. Yeah. 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 And this is a study they had. It was an independent study that they did. And and it's pretty fascinating. I, I heard on a, another podcast. That, what? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> I cheated. And uh, <laughs> Slut. Uh, that, you know, it's something to talk about. Yeah. But uh, to me, it's like... I enjoy like this time period. I, I enjoy when uh, Torino Andretico and and uh, Perry Nice overlap. Uh, yeah. For somebody like me, I'm like, well, you know, I'm I get to watch both two races, races a day. Yeah, yeah. I got my iPad up on whatever ones that more exciting, and I'll switch off of my TV and I go back and forth. You know, it's sick. Yeah, I know. And no, uh, you're no NASCAR fan. <laughs> so you know, there is. Um, I don't think that. That's the answer, but I kind of went off in the weeds. Sorry. No, you didn't, and I, I guess I could probably see a, a reason to, to justify some of those changes, but the last thing I want, and I'm sorry to say this about another branch of the sport I do like and love, is I don't want to see road racing become what cross-country mountain bike racing has been. Cross-country mountain bike racing, in my personal opinion right now, is a cross between cyclocross and a downhill. It's just a, they're close. They're smaller, enclosed courses, much more technical terrain, and I, I think the essence of of cross country mountain bike racing is gone. I don't want to see um, the Tour de France, you know, seventy five hundred k stages. I yeah. don't. I don't want to see it all turn into that. It becomes a crit series. Well, if they just sprinkled a couple of these, yeah, you know. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of that, now that you know, we are in the midst of two races going on at the same time. We've got the Amgen Tour of California, and I have not seen today's stage yet. 
um, it is again, it's Monday. I haven't seen today's stage. I don't think I know who did it. That's good. I have something to watch tonight. <laughs> um, and this is arguably the biggest event for cycling to hit the American shore. Yeah. And I heard, uh, a, a guy you interviewed, who? Bobby Julik. Yeah. He's, uh, involved with another podcast, but he was, he had his take on it in the early days of tour of California. Everybody, of course it was different in the schedule, but the organizers gave like these big gifts, like a, a back in the day, like an I, iPod. Okay. You know, and, and all these to draw the Europeans and they're like, this is the greatest race. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he became a director, it's, it's changed a little bit, but ASO who does yeah. the, tour, the tour and not to bat. Well, they are French, so I can go ahead and bash them. Um, <laughs> You know, if you look at like Flesh Wallon and uh, Liege, Basson Liege, mm-hmm. um, those are all done by ASO. And then it dawned on me, NBC yeah. Gold are all races that they cover are ASO. Yeah. That's their contract. With, it must be. Um, the coverage on women's cycling for oh. ASO is like non-existent. Ab- abysmal. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know, uh, and the other... The other organizers do do a lot more, a, a lot better job in covering the women. Not saying it's stellar, but you yeah. know it's an improvement. But nevertheless, ASO comes in and now it's become a business. Now they're staying on like typical Tour de France. You always hear the riders complain about, you know, the hotels they stay in, and and there's not the gifts, and there's not. Amgen's you know, got all that now. They, they don't. Yeah, it's cut oh. way back. Oh, they don't okay. have. They started the Tour of California. Before, I don't know if Amgen was no. a part of that. I, but well, now it's yeah. ran more like a business, like a tour. Is and it? and they, I think yesterday's stage was just pancake flat, pretty much. Um, like watching Sacramento. paint dry. Yeah. And, yeah. and they got on that circuit, and they're just waiting for the sprint. Yeah. But that was to get these guys that are set, you know, clocks nine hours, you know, ahead of us. To be able to make that adjustment. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. I guess. Okay, that makes sense. If the fireworks happened today, I saw the results, uh, but I haven't watched it. So here, yeah. because he, you know what, it's so funny because here I was writing my notes for the show today, and I was about to bash on the race because I was going to say so boring. What is it? Is it American racing on American soil that makes it boring? Am I over romanticizing European racing? But you mentioned maybe we should start them off easy to maybe help them adjust. You know, a lot of these Euro guys adjust to this time. And then we could also have the fireworks of a sprint finish for the locals and keep things excited. I didn't even think about approaching it from that angle. Yeah. And they have like today's stage was up by Tahoe. We're dealing with altitude too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, these guys aren't coming in prepared. This is not a race big enough where guys are doing altitude training or they're not doing, they're in the middle of everything else and they come here so there's a I think that could you know lend itself to an exciting race because guys aren't really focusing on the tour of California. Yeah. But everybody wants, I think, as a general rule, they have an agenda. Like Roberto uh, Rigoberto Aran yeah. had a bad year last year, and he's supposed to be coming around. They've got Van Garden. This is EF TJ, Yeah. 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 They've got like a, a a whole host. That whole team's pretty packed. They all these guys could possibly win so tj's really good at these one week guys he's really good at these kind of things so i mean and again uh, people are probably screaming at their ipods right now ipods do you have ipods (laughs) anymore um at their phones or their computers yeah it's it's (laughs) delicious um uh, you know saying 
they already know how the stage went. They already know who's in first or something like that. But um, so there was no spoiler alert because TJ. No, yeah, TJ's in the lead. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Oh well, you just. No, I just I, I spoiled your alert. You spoiled <laughs> my alert. Now I got nothing to do tonight. Yeah. Um, because you've got you know you've got some returning people. You've got Richie Port. I'm, I'd like to see Richie put out some fireworks. Give me something to kind of cheer for. I've been rooting for Richie from day one. And he's never been on the podium on a grand tour. Yeah, I but I just well, he's never been upright in the grand tour. Well, that's yeah, yeah. And I was happy to also see um, Peter Sagan, who I've been rooting for for the entire season, put something put something out there, you know. But um, uh, and he he got his win. He did. Um, and uh, what's what's his name? Oh my God, um, um, Travis McCabe. I think he just earned a contract away from Floyd Floyd's of Leadville. Travis McCabe was that U.S. guy oh, yeah, who, yeah, who just almost – No, he's this oh, – no, he no, was the I'm kid who it, almost who just oh, yeah, yeah. almost took Sagan that's in the right, sprint. That's right. I was thinking of uh, – Yeah, oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that that's was a, whole a great story. sprint. He was still coming on. He was, yeah. and and that was impressive. And I've, apparently CBD oil does, does great <laughs> for your sprint because that guy but had some afterburners. Man. He's in the uh, U.S. team. Yeah, colors, national not, team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Floyd doesn't have a team. And I, this is a little little trivia I did know, but every every race, like I think it's a tour race that uh, UCI allows the national team. So like Tour of California can host a national U.S. national team in there. Okay. And if and it's I think domestic. even even I would, probably I'm wrong, but I think in in the Giro they can allow an Italian team, and the French can have just an, a French team. They do. It's Cofidis. Yeah, because <laughs> that team can't do yeah. shit. Yeah, that's true. They just don't have the the flag on there. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. pretty much. But yeah, I thought that was honest. an interesting trivia. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Um, a couple of things we noticed, and in fact, you mentioned this, and we were texting earlier today about Cav. Here he is. He's you know he's at California. Um, he hasn't been featured in anything as of yet. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, as I, I do have to say this, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on this show, I've dealt with Epstein Barr personally um, in 1987, back when I was actually fast. It was the reason why I left the Olympic Training Center. Um, and it it's not something that just goes away. It's it's with you. For, you know, it's a blood virus. And so it's, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But um, Let's keep that one going. Yeah. But I think that... Uh, I don't know. I, I you know I can't. It, will we see Mark Cavendish at that level again? He was cleared. He was cleared at Epstein Bar, yeah. and so the, the Tour of California was his, you know, return. They, they, yeah, his return. So that was established, and um, so he didn't fare so well. But you know, you got to give him a chance. Maybe his his focus is different now. He now that he's cleared, he can ramp up his training instead of like destroying himself and trying to push himself. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be at the at the tour, and yeah. and that's where he's going to have to. Boy, that that team really needs to dimension do something. data needs oh, something. Oh man, yeah, they're in. I I can just I can just hear the board meetings there going. Why the hell are we putting all this money into a team? And and speaking of that, and that's a great segue into sprinters and teams that are cursed. Katusha. Oh, yeah. Just taking a big hit with the loss of Marcel Kittel. Yeah, and and and, and I th- what was it? Two three days after it was announced, Eric Zabel, not Eric. It, yeah, yeah. Eric Zabel, his son. What's his? Rick. His, Rick Nick, is it Rick? 
Rick Zobel. Yeah, Rick Zobel. Yeah. Wins, wins a sprint, you know, and stuff. So that's for pretty Katusha. good. But uh, yeah, for Katusha. So um, I think what's, what's interesting is is that we're not getting the full picture. Uh, somebody made a comment that, you know, uh, one of his directors or somebody inside Katusha said, he has more passion for beer and wine than he does for cycling or something of that nature. Oh. And and so I wonder if it is an alcohol problem or and then and I thought, well, that's somebody's pissed off, you know, somebody's making that comment. And then all of a sudden um all these things are coming back and everybody's like, yeah, he, anybody seems close is like we're we're wishing him the best. Yeah. So like there's something beyond the cycling, there's something else. If it's- I'm I'm, I'm if it's, if it's beer and wine, I suddenly have a new yeah, favorite I know. sprinter. It's like, you know, I feel bad for the guy. He's my boy I got, now. I got the same affliction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't shake it. It's just Not to make me. fun of an yeah. alcohol yeah, addiction, yeah, no but doubt. I can shake it any time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, but it, then somebody said, uh, I, gosh, I, w- I wish I could remember the guy. He says, you know, oh, it was, it was uh, Bennett. Um, not Who's the kid that that's for for uh, um, Yumbo? Uh, George Bennett. George Bennett. Yeah. He says somebody asked him about Marcel Kittle, and and he said, you know, I I didn't know him very well, but I, I you know we've had a couple of beers together, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, that's his problem. It's true. Yeah. True right. enabler. I'm putting it on Twitter, and I'm going to prove he's an alky. It's Bennett's fault. <laughs> he Bennett put, got him drunk. Turned him down the path of sin. <laughs> He was on the wagon until Bennett had it. <laughs> he was doing it for Gronenwagen. Yeah, that's right. That, Conspiracy. Good. You got it. You got it. I got Man. it. They're just going to make the sprinter slower. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I do have to mention this, and I did. Somebody brought it to my attention the other day, and I don't know if you really know who who he was, but Roland De La Santa, the bike builder, De La Santa bike oh, yeah, frames, yeah, 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 one of Le Mans' Beautiful first work. coaches. Yeah, he passed away a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. So it's, I, somebody said, "How come you haven't mentioned him on the podcast?" I, I, I have never, uh, and I know I for all my years in the sport, I've never actually ridden a De La Santa. I've, I've followed Roland's work on Facebook and social media and stuff like that. But, um, you know, huge loss to the, to the community and things like that. And to my friends who are bike builders and things like that, I know they were like, dude, tribute to Roland. So there we go. It's a holy grail. Exactly. Um, and before we get to the game, uh, two more, I, I made a game. So, uh, Two yeah. more, two more quick things. Um, I don't know if you heard about Sammy Sanchez suspended for two years for uh, growth hormone. Huh? Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, former and and we're starting to see a lot of this, you know, this ugly side of our sport rear its head again. Uh, Danilo Hondo fired after blood doping confection. Again, confection. It's a candy. <laughs> um, he he confessed it earlier in his career, and uh, so you know. How many of these guys? That, that might be a good excuse. Confection. Well, yeah, confection. It, it was blood doping. It's you know, confection. It's yeah, a, I thought it, they told me it's yeah. an EPO cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's trending right now. Exactly. Cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. Take four. Yeah, he, that's uh, you know, I heard you know who Daniel Freeb is. Yeah. He's a, so Daniel Freeb, I heard him uh, on it. Oh damn it! Another you podcast. Can say it. All right. So on, on this podcast, he called it the the noughties. not the nineties, but the noughties. The noughties. <laughs> and I that's like that. that's that's a cycling phrase of that decade. Yeah. And I think you're, there's going to be these guys are going to be cropping up. I think anybody that did themselves a service that, um, you know, came out afterwards and said, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, 
but I did this, and yeah, I would regret it. Blah blah blah. I wasn't right. Um, uh, Brian Holmes is one of them. Yeah, and, and and he still has a job in cycling. He just went, okay, who's going to take me? I, I spilled well, the beans. Hondo, there. yeah, I'm surprised that Hondo did because it's he got fired from his job because of it. And what are you going to do the sport that much good by confessing after it's already happened? I mean, I don't. I think it was in the middle of an interview with. Um, ARD, which is a German television that that I think I don't know if that came out or whether this conscience I don't I don't huh. know what came first yeah. you know which was the cart and which one was the horse but yeah that's where you made that confession that, or maybe confessed maybe to the Swiss yeah um you know the Swiss team and said hey dude it may come forward yeah especially with with this uh, Austrian blood dumping thing scam that was going on in the cross country skiing I think there's going to be some things Oh going that dude down who got pipe. caught in his hotel room Yeah you have to wonder brutal. if that's he's just seen the wave starting to come yeah. crashing and he's yeah. like okay I'm just going to let you guys know this this doc he was my doc and yeah Oh okay yeah. I'm yeah. I'm you know speculating but yeah. that could be it Let's turn things around with the game you ready All right I, I'm I'm calling my my game at the end of the show just the uh uh, the lucky 13 okay because i have 13 you know questions okay so the name of this game and this is usually what we do in the live shows and this i just pull this shit out of my ass it comes to me all the time and i'm like hey that'd be fun okay the name of the game is ten dollars one hundred dollars one thousand dollars ten thousand dollars or one million dollars in other words i'm gonna ask you some specific things and i'm gonna answer too how much would you have to be paid to do the following things you're gonna is there tell a me zero dollar no. You ten? can say zero. You can say zero. Oh, okay. But ten all the way up to a million dollars. Okay. Okay, just move the decimal point. All right. All right. First thing. Wear nothing but day glow on the bike for a full year. How much would you have to be paid to wear nothing but day glow for a full year? If I'm gonna embarrass myself, I might have to make a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred grand? Yeah. No, no, let's make it two hundred thousand. I know that that wasn't a part of the equation. It's got to be a one and a zero. I, I just want to pay off my house, and that'll be. <laughs> so if I'm I could sacrifice, for us, honey. Yeah, yeah. Don't what laugh. are you doing? I don't want to see you. Put those clothes on. Take them off. They hurt my eyes. My rods and cones are all mixed up. <laughs> I'm doing this for us, sweetie. Um, it, I'd, I'd probably take, I day glow. Oh, I'd take. Are you talking like a solid pattern or just mixed in? The solid, the whole thing. I'm thinking, uh, well, not, not, it doesn't have, it could be mixed in, but ozone. I'm thinking pre- predominant. Like uh-huh. the predominant color has to be Can bright Can you mix the pink, they glow pink and orange and green? And yeah, sure. I guess that does make a I'd do it for, for 10 either. grand. 10? Yeah. Uh, I'd do it. I suppose I would. Wear a third eye on your helmet. Those Never. mirrors. That's zero dollars, so you could. Million dollars. You'd, you wouldn't even take it for a million dollars. Ah, a million. Yeah? Yeah. And then I put a, a piece of black tape over the yeah. the mirror so nobody would see. What the hell? Little, I'm getting paid a million bucks here, bud. Little thought bubble <laughs> poking out of it saying, I'm doing it for the money. <laughs> there we go. That's Race with hairy legs. Uh, I, uh, that, it wouldn't take much. A uh, thousand? A thousand bucks? Yeah. I'd probably do it ten bucks. It's one of these beers. Yeah. Uh, here's this one I made specifically for you. Mountain bike race. Well... I, I, I would I would do it for an entry fee if it was something I have a a 1991 actually Dismount gave it to me it's a 1991 Serata T Max XT uh, all oh, equipped yeah. original XT equipped shit that's bike. a race bike yeah it's rigid fork rigid I mean 
Oh. It's got 73 degree head tube angle. It's like oh. a road bike. It is not. No wonder Serata didn't venture out in the mountain bike. <laughs> this thing is a beast. But if I found a course, I would do it for, for shits and giggles. Just you'd do it for fun. Yeah. 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 I'd do it for zero because I do it. Uh, race triathlons. And I don't say a triathlon, I said triathlons, uh, plural. Just the bike portion, I would, I would do it for free. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking swim, bike, run. I'm talking the equivalent of wearing a speedo, the whole thing. I could, I could get past the swim, in a speedo. I couldn't. I oh, could. in a speedo, yeah. And 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 even swimming, I, I'm not a bad swimmer. I'm a shitty swimmer. Love riding the bike, but yeah. as soon as I hit the freaking pavement on my feet. I hate yeah. it. I hate running with passion. I I used to run more. You would have to pay me so that that's a we had hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand? Yeah, for the whole whole year. That's how much I hate. I running. would race triathlons for a thousand bucks, and I I know people are going to give me shit for that because that's you know, but I have done. I I did. I've done two full triathlons, not that, full like distance. That's the reason I'm sitting across the room from you. I don't blame you. <laughs> And, and actually, I, I got paid in karma because the first triathlon I ever did, <laughs> it was, we had to do the laps in the pool, right? Okay, so we did the laps in the pool, and the people looked at me at the registration, and they're like, oh, well, you look fast, so we're going to put you in the fast group, which is last. And I'm like, <laughs> please don't put me in the fucking last group. I suck. I, I, I sidestroked the swim. Now, they look at your buoyancy. Yeah. <laughs> Guy floats. You'll be fast. I... I sidestroked the whole swim, and the kids' group was supposed to go after us, and my wife was counting laps for me, and I guess the kid actually said, when's he going to be done? We want to swim, too. <laughs> I got out of the pool. I had a pair of Pearl Izumi Speedos on. Pearl Izumi made the, the grape smugglers, right? That's when they started losing my, my yeah, credibility. Yeah. I ran over because it had a chamois, and it had a pad in these Grape huh. smugglers, right? Huh. I got on the bike. You know, you, you get a little overzealous and you do the kind of the hop onto the saddle. I had water in the saddle. I hit the saddle so hard it looked like my water broke. <laughs> it looked like I was pregnant. And, and I then the left testicle file out. My wife's and... like cheering me on going, go, go, go. And then the, the splash. I think I heard this. <laughs> Everybody just went, the hell was that? So that was that was my triathlon experience. Well, that and then you did another one after that. Yeah, boy, you're yeah. glutton for punishment. No, I'm an idiot. Uh, not watch a single stage of the Grand Tour for a full year. How much would you have all to three be paid? Grand Tours? A single stage of a Grand Tour. Yeah, all three. You couldn't watch a single stage. How much do you have to get paid? Uh, I probably can get away with a thousand on that one. Really? Yeah. It, it, they're exciting. I just would read it, you know, and imagine yeah. it. And then after a year, I'd just go on YouTube and watch <laughs> what <laughs> I missed. Catch up. Yeah. No <laughs> spoilers. Son of a <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, not watch a now, single. If you ask the classics. Uh, that's my next question. Uh, not watch a single classic for a full Wow. Year. I don't know. That That's like the most exciting from from uh, Hit News Blot all the way down Give to Give me a dollar sign. Uh, How much is it going to cost, Paul Main? Uh, I got a wallet thousand. right here. Hundred hey, grand. Would, let, let me preface this. Would I not know for a year what happened? I I didn't think that far into this. Um, if it I, if it's like just you know. So you would prefer probably not to know, wouldn't you? No, I'd like to know. Oh, you would. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't believe in spoil, spoiler alerts. I I want to know. In in for another day, I will tell how 
we used to set up this. There was a one nine hundred hot hotline, yeah. Velo hotline. Yeah, and we had a tree set up. I guess it's not. I'm going to tell you now. Then <laughs> we had this tree, we would dismount, and this guy hater. You know, of course, like all cyclists, everybody has a pet name. I mean, a, yeah. a, a nickname, and. We would have mine like was chicken these, legs, but we don't want to go it? into that. Yeah, uh, well, chicken legs. Well, we don't want to go into I can that. See you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm revealing so, way too much. What was in that beer? So, um, we we would call and it was like a dollar a minute, and it it was like welcome to Zillow Hotline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and today, I actually think I remember that. In the Ronda von Flandern, yeah. the rain was coming. I don't care about the weather. Who won? Yeah, and we'd sit yeah. there, and as soon as you get the top three on the podium. Then we'd call, and they'd call people and call. Oh, that's, you'd call. That's, yeah. It's like a I, prayer chain for it cyclists. Was, it was a prayer chain for cyclists. Yeah. That is a well put. That's very good. And and uh, But it was like everybody, because we're poor cyclists, you know, the only this one. week is you. You get Perry roubaix I get Flanders. It's like you 50 get, cents. Get, Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. like $3. Oh, wow. Yeah. the podium, because the guy would say, and there was plenty of crashes. I don't care. I'll read that in Velo News in the next two weeks. Yeah, or winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Okay. So. Um, number eight, ride a fixie and work for Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you need to get paid? Uh, and don't I would say do 13 it. Actually, bucks an hour. it'd be kind of fun to do if I got my current wage. Which let's, Current wage. Yeah, I'm not You don't have to that. reveal no, that, no, but okay. That. Um, I'd, I'd probably do it for like the summer for 10 grand. I think it'd be kind of fun. I, I used I to be a bike messenger. The winter. Can you imagine doing the fixie in oh, the winter shit. and the slosh? And I used this. to be a bike messenger in downtown Seattle, so uh-huh. you know I got the chops, baby. Well, you didn't get the winter that we get here, though. No. Uh, number nine, drink only hard seltzer water instead of beer for a full year. That's a million dollars right there. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Okay, moving on. Not ride for six months. Wait, what's your answer? Oh, drink only hard seltzer? I've had one of those things. I had one of those things when I was down in Bend at a bike shop. They had a vending machine that it was free, and I can't turn down a free alcoholic. Alcohol. Yeah, so I drank one, and it was like a raspberry flavored. Oh, it was. You don't, I, I think just, I drank it to be nice. That's turning into a train wreck. It was. It was bad. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Uh, not ride for six months. Uh, well, if that's the case, I better have uh, major surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I don't think. <laughs> I would go. You, I would be a bad person. I'd probably be divorced. People would. If somebody came up me. to you and said, "Paul Maine, I will give you a hundred thousand dollars if you don't ride for six months." Yeah, I better explain to everybody to stay away and don't talk to me. For I'd do it for a hundred grand. Yeah, hundred grand. Not ride for a full year. Injury, you're injury free. You're healthy as a horse. Oh man, couldn't do it. See, at, at fifty six, I don't have those years to spare. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a big. Uh, it's not would, even a million. I would push. I would push uh, I'd need a million. Yeah, I'd take a million. That, that's my. Yeah. That's what keeps me sane. And, um, and you, you can tell that's on the tipping point as it is. Okay, this is more as a joke, but use performance enhancing drugs. Never. Never do it. Never yeah. do it. No. That kind of took the air out of the joke. Yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just, you know, and it's, I, I think I've said before, um, it's so easy for me to say, no way, I'd never do it. But, you know, when you're in in the situation where you have no other alternative in life and somebody's yelling at you that, you know, if you take this pill, you could be, you know, you get to be, you get to live your dream for another year. Or if you don't take the pill, you go home and you're a greeter at Walmart, I guess, you know, 
I've never been put in that situation, so it, I can't. It's easy. On. I think it, as an Americans, because it's not. Yeah. It's easy for us to to make judgment on that, and then funny thing I, on on uh, Saturday's ride, I was actually thinking about a couple of friends of mine who who went over in the the noughties. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and raced in Belgium, and they yeah. both quit because of drugs. Yeah. And were so rampant, and. Uh, I don't know. I remember even thinking then, man, that would be a hard one. Yeah, it, it'd be a difficult decision but to make. Now on the other end of the stick, I no, I'm glad. I'm glad I never went over there. The, okay, my last one, lucky number thirteen, and I guess this one actually doesn't make sense because if you, well, I'll tell you, take a full swing at a classic like Mercs, like an old, beautiful, built-up, full campy rec, super record bike, can't be replaced. I'm not swinging at a brand new you know, BMC, mm-hmm. that you can go out for the money and get replaced. I'm talking take a full sledgehammer, 10-pound sledge, right into the top tube of a classic, beautiful bike. How much would you have to get paid? Huh. Put your dream bike right on the stand, swing at it. Well, that's hard because, you know, I, I mentioned in one podcast the the ultimate bike is Eddie Merckx's one-hour bike. Yeah. I that would, you know, I see Could that you take a swing at that with a sledge? I don't know. Uh, you're ruining a little bit of history, and yo, uh, that's just, yeah. you know, you'd be, you'd be like that guy, if you're not a baseball fan, but you yeah. know, the Cubs, they were in the playoffs, and and this this guy standing there is a foul ball, and the left left fielder's running over to, and it's coming right at him, and he grabs the ball, you know, and the oh, guy the was fan. gonna make yeah, the yeah, catch, yeah. and. <clears throat> The guy had to move from Chicago, <laughs> and so I, I can't imagine taking Eddie Merckx's. You know, yeah, hey, that's a freaking asshole to beat up on. You know, Get him! Yeah, there isn't any money you can pay me. That's Every not, town, yeah, you're tarred, yeah, feathered, exactly. and ran out of yeah, on a right. rail. Yeah, I don't They'll know if I could pin do me it. down and, and tattoo on my skull. Yeah, you know, like like Inglorious Bastards when they put the yeah, yeah something on his head like a Nazi or something like that. Yeah, and there, there was Christoph also Waltz's. in that in that series, a Swedish series about. Uh, the girl who something with the hornet's nest and oh yeah 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 oh yeah, man you, yeah, so you couldn't do it nope couldn't do it all right couldn't do not it. even for a million no no because of that oh boy yeah that no it's the it's the repercussions yeah. that would get you yeah exactly and and the guilt we're already living with the guilt yeah you know. yeah oh my god yeah you just <laughs> I just see you lying in the shower curled up and crying yourself why. <laughs> Like I'm a never nude in my cutoff. Like the ultimate you know? indecent proposal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, um, this was fun uh, for for everybody in the podcast. Keep in mind, I promise everything's happening. It's just I'm 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 driving this ship alone. People, what do you need? What do you want from me? The studio is going to happen, and you guys are going to be able to call in. I promise. I'll po- post that number when we get the show into the actual physical studio. And we're down there on a consistent basis, and um, you're able to call in and yell at us or leave a message and bring up topic ideas. Do that. And if you want to, in the meantime, th- shout out us on social media, Pack Filler on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm, Paul keeps reminding me to mention the, the YouTube channel where we're throwing videos up. And I promise the bike town is on its way. It's going, it's going to happen, I swear to God. That's my research material for for Cascade Classic. Is it? Yeah. Well, I got to so get it out there it out. so you know yeah. what the hell's going on. Well, uh, again, a new new promise of being consistent. Episode number two is in the can. Uh, we'll see how the Giro continues, and we'll see what goes from there. 
take care. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.